Hallelujah. God has a very important word for you today. Do you believe that? A word that can change the course of your life. I'm sure what I'm saying. Please open your heart. If you have a notebook, do you have a notebook and pen? Do you have it? If you have, please take notes. Because here we are receiving something very important. And take note of this word. Or maybe you can write down. Or maybe you can take a picture from the screen. I don't know, but you have it to keep it, this word. And today, word is. Are you with me? Yes. Today, word is your vision will lead you to your destination. What did I say? Your vision will lead you to your destination. And I have some questions. Try to answer. Why do we exist? What we are doing here? What we are trying to accomplish? Are you with me? What are you trying to accomplish? What is the purpose of life? Then I suggest everyone, please take notes, because you are going to learn a lot of things that can personally help you in your own life and through your time on earth. And I want, today, I want to talk today about vision. I am serving the Lord for near 39 years when I born again. And I see people in church, people, they are believers, they used to come to church, but they have no vision for the future. They have lost their motivation. They have lost their courage, courage, their focus, and no longer living the life that Jesus promised to them. I believe that God's solution for a distracted, defeated, disappointed, and discouraged life is not injecting us some feelings, but fill us with a vision. Vision. When I look to men of people, I see people being led by the winds of life. Do you know what means that? The winds of life. <laughs> if the wind is going to that side, they are going. If the wind is going to the other side. But because instead of being guided by a vision. And I see also. How, how many young people do we have here? Raise up your hands. I consider myself young. <laughs> okay? Yeah. I see young people with their with stagnant life. Literally. They are young men. And their life is stagnant without vision of the future. Sometimes married man, married woman, but they have they have sight but not vision. Did you get the point? They have sight but not vision. There is no vision in the future. And therefore life is stagnant, void of meaning. 
Do you know someone like that? <laughs> I really believe that a person without vision is worse than a person without sight. It's worse. A person without vision will be a slave of their reality. A slave of their circumstances. A slave of their mood. Or the, the weather change. Even here in Ireland. <laughs> because they are expecting sunshine to be happy and to fulfill God's plan. And what's happening also politically? Or maybe what's happening in the government? They are led by the things around them. Instead of going to the direction that God has outlined for you. Many people there, you are, they are being led by the circumstance of life. And you are going to be a slave of your reality. What you are living now. If you want to be a faithful believer. How many of you would like to be a faithful believer? Just 30%. <laughs> How many of you would like to be a faithful believer? You need to see further than your eyes can see. Did you get the point? <laughs> If you see only what you can see with your eyes, you're going to be a slave of your reality. I am talking about vision. The sense of vision is the ability to see further than your eyes can look. Only by seeing what is not there, you can bring something new, creative, and exciting into existing. Only by seeing something that's not there. <laughs> Second Corinthians 5, 7 says, We live by faith and not by sight. Mm. Your faith is much important. Your faith is linked to your vision. Because if you live by faith, you live by a vision that you received from God. And you have to live by faith and not by sight, but what your eyes can see for your circumstance. If you look to your circumstance, you are going to be one slave of the, the present time. You can have a good sight, but not have vision. People who fulfilled, if you look to history, if you read the Bible, if you read the Bible, if you, you, if you have read books, some books, you are going to see that people who fulfilled their purpose in history only did so because they could see things that were not there. They could see things that was not in that time, present, present time. Vision. Is seeing the future before it comes into being. What is vision? Is seeing the future before it comes into being. And I want you to see further than my eyes can look at. 
Love brothers, if you look to Jesus, you are going to see Jesus was not moved, moved by his eyes. <laughs> he, was, he had one vision. He used to look to the circumstance different than you and I. Do you remember? Sometimes the people, they were crying because someone was dead. But he had a different vision. And what he said to his disciples about Lazarus. Let's go to Lazarus. Because he's sleeping and I'm going to wake him up. <laughs> Can you see? The person who has a vision. You are going to be a slave of your problems, of your sickness, of your troubles. In the way you look. Jesus had, and, and we live by faith, not by sight. It's so sad to see young people who have no vision of their spiritual life. When they born again, like I start serving the Lord, I said, wow, Lord, I am nothing, but you are going to use me. Lord, the Lord said, give me some vision about my life, my future. And nowadays, young people, they just, they are starting their life. And they have no vision of their spiritual life. No vision for the future. No vision of work, of a good job. No vision. For, and their lives are stagnant. Why? Because the lack of vision. Remember, your vision will lead you to your destination. Say that to the person next to you. Your and I want to ask you, what is your vision for your spiritual life? What is your vision? Maybe you're going to say, no, pastor, I don't have any vision. I'm going. <laughs> I'm just going. <laughs> if you have no vision for spiritual life, you are going to go, you are going to get nowhere. This is the point. What's your, what's your vision for your professional life. Oh, no, I don't have past. Okay. That's, I can see what's, why it's in the way that it is. What, what is your vision for your marriage? No, I don't have a vision, Pastor. What? <laughs> no. <laughs> you don't have a vision for your marriage. What is your vision for your children? What is your vision for your financial life? What is your vision for your health? <laughs> oh, no, I, okay. No, what is your vision, please? Your life is stuck because there is no vision. Without vision, you will get nowhere. Amen? No, not a man for that. <laughs> you need a vision. <laughs> uh, one, I, uh, I listen to one old pastor, uh, 85, 85 years old pastor. Once she said, it's a Corrie Boom. She has a book that she wrote. She said, if you look at the world, you will be distressed. If you look, if you'll be depressed. But if you look at God, you'll be 
at rest. When you look at him, because he's going to give you a future, destination, a vision. And when you have a vision, you're going to say, no, I know what I am expecting. And you are not going to be happy because of the weather, because of the circumstances, because of your mood, or because of the environment around you. Because you know him and you have a relationship with him. If your life is based on what your eyes see every day, you will be depressed. Are you with me? Are you with me? Yes. If, if, I want to repeat again. If your life is based on what your eyes see every day, you'll be a depressed person. You don't know how many problems I have. And, but I'm not here complaining because I have, a, I, I have a, a wonderful life. Because I have my problems. I have problems of my family. I have problems of all of you that I am always constantly sitting, listening to people. Problems, 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 problems. Then when I, I go to the, the, the accountant of the church, more problem. When I go to talk with the solicitor, more problem. When I go to talk, because a lot of... But... I am at rest. <laughs> Do you understand? Because if you look to your problems, mind, woman of God, you are going to be in trouble. Vision is a gift of God. What did I say? It's a gift of God. One of the greatest things that you can get from God after you receive salvation and uh, the gift of the Holy Spirit is a Personal vision for your life. After your salvation, what do you need to have? Personal vision for your life. You need. If you don't have, your life is going to be the way that it is. Stagnant. If, he, if you don't have this vision. In fact, the cause of destruction, defeat and disappointment is real a loss of vision. How is your vision for your life, for your professional life, for your health, for your marriage, for your children? How is your vision? And don't say to me that you don't have, you don't have, this is a, it's worst. <laughs> life of vision inspire actions. Did you know that? I'm going to repeat, life of vision inspires action. Life of vision becomes a practical guide to creating plans, setting goals and objectives. Life of vision helps us to evaluate our lives. It provides focus. It guides our faith. gives us motivation. It produces discipline. When you have a vision, you are going to have a discipline. If you don't have a discipline in your life, sorry, you don't have vision. I'm going to ask you again, do you have a vision? But if you don't have discipline in your life, if you let the wind of life bring to you, spending your time on the internet, hours and hours on the internet, Sorry, 
The winds of life is driving you. <laughs> life of vision helps you to produce discipline. It opens door for miracles. Yeah? When you have a vision, brings you to miracles. Why you don't see so many miracles today in the church of Christ? I have seen a lot of miracles. People healed from cancer. People who could not walk. People who were blind. They were healed in front of me. I prayed for people that they, were, they received this kind of miracles. People who had a shorter legs. And then I prayed for them and their legs grew instantly. And why we don't see any more miracles? Because there is no vision. No vision. A, pe a person without vision will be slave of their reality. If you have no vision, you're going to be slave of what you are living, your reality. Then he's going to say, oh, poor of me. Oh, I am suffering. And oh, pastor, I am suffering. Oh, no. When you have a vision, I know where I'm going. I know my Redeemer lives. At the end, he's going to raise up to me and he's going to help me. A vision is when you have a picture of the desired future. What did I say? Vision is when you have a picture of a desired future. You see it and you believe it before you receive it. Did you get? You believe and you, and you, and you before you receive it. You have this picture. When you look at you, don't look at you as one destroyed person, a destroyed marriage, a sick person. You need to have a vision that God has for you. That vision will keep you on the course of discipline. Because you have a vision, then you're going to discipline your life. If you have a vision, you're going to pray. If you have a vision, you're going to fast. If you have a vision, you're going to seek the Lord. Lord, I'm going to seek you. I know that you are going to perform a miracle in my life. I know. I am expecting. I know. The vision will keep you on the course of discipline. That vision will give you sense of focus, motivation, and direction. God's vision has Protection, protection, and provision in it. When you have God's vi vision, God will protect you, and provision will come because you have a vision. Provision will come because you have a vision. Let's read Proverbs 29, 18. Let's read all together, please. One, two, three. Where there is no vision, the people perish. Again, where there is no vision, the people perish. <laughs> Why the people are perishing? Because there is no vision. If you have no vision, where are you going to go? Where are you going to get? <laughs> With no vision. Look at Joseph's life. Jacob's son. God gave him a dream, a vision at the young age. 
God gave Abraham a vision at a very young age of his marriage that would have many children. And he had a vision. God gave Israel a dream of the promised land. And jo Joshua and Caleb, they said, we are going to enter in that promised land. They had a vision. God gave Jesus a dream that the nations would be saved. God gave to the church a dream of reaching multitudes and disciple them for the kingdom of God. And this is what we believe. We, God, do you bring multitude of people? Because we have a vision. That's why I said that a person without vision is worse than a person without sight. Because a person without vision will be a slave of the reality. And they won't live, believe in God's vision. If you know, years ago, I was sent as a missionary to Ireland. In the beginning of this church here, this church started with no funds, no money, very few people, and no English. But this church started with a vision. Yeah. There were few people, no money, not a lot of talent, no English language, no resources, no connections, but there was a vision. Vision has the ability to pull on itself and attract things, resources, and talents. When you have a vision, you're going to attract resources. You're going to attract talents. You're going to attract the blessings. You're going to attract the Holy Spirit because you are believing in him. Are you with me? Years ago, I was a young man that born again, and God used my pastor back in Brazil to plant a vision in my heart. And my pastor, he had a vision of multitudes being saved. And he was always preaching that. And God gave me a vision when I was there. Before I came here, God gave me a vision that Shalom Ireland will multiply and would be hundreds and thousands in Ireland and would expand to Europe and also spread to many nations in the world. I came here with this vision. But also... When I moved here, I didn't have the culture. I didn't know. I didn't have the English language. You still don't have good English. <laughs> yeah. But when I moved here, it was zero. And I say, Lord, I need to learn this language because I need to preach the gospel and you have many things to do. And I really believe when you have a vision, you are going to be motivated. You are going to discipline yourself. 
If you, you have to study, you are living in a, in a country where we speak English. Please, you have to learn this language. You have to speak in English. You have to bless these people of this nation. Can you say amen? amen. Some of you, yeah. And my vision, that vision became my goal. That I started to outline my life for it. Because I had a vision. That vision, that vision gave me focus. Gave me discipline. It gave me motivation and gave me mot uh, determination. When you don't have a vision, you're going to say, no, I can't, Pastor, sorry. <laughs> no, I can't, yeah. But today, we can see in the church a little bit of that vision. A red taking place. Amen? We can see it. But I know that this is just the beginning. And we are only getting started. Amen? We are only getting started. It's just the beginning. And I want to encourage each one of you to have a vision. Psh. I want to encourage each one of you to have a vision for your life. Because without a vision, you will abort the plan of God for your life. Yeah. yeah. You abort. If no vision, you're going to abort the plan of God. But the point is how to receive a vision. How can you have a vision? First, uh, uh, let, let's read Habakkuk 2, verse, verse 1 and 2. Habakkuk 2, chapter 2, verse 1 and 2. Pay attention in this verse. Look what Habakkuk said. I will stand my watch and set myself on the rampart and watch to see what God will say to me and what I will answer when I am corrected. Then the Lord answered to me and said, what the Lord answered? Write, write the vision and make it plain in tablet. Huh? In that time, we, we had tablets <laughs> and not the books. <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he may run who? Read it. Wow. What happened? Please pay attention. What happened with Habakkuk? Is that he positioned himself properly that he could hear the Lord. He positioned himself so that he could hear the God. If you are, are you taking notes? I, I want to encourage all of you, every time you come to church, bring your Bible, notebook, and pen. Okay? Or something for you to write or to type. Because we are here to learn from God. And then, if you are taking notes, you can write down. Is God's voice in my vision? Huh? Is God's voice in my vision? Huh? Vision comes from God's voice. Could you repeat that? Vision 
comes from God's voice. The vision for your life, the vision for your life is not on your success or seminar or college. No. College will give you a degree, but the, the voice of God will give you vision for your life. Okay? College just give you a degree. But it's when you listen from God that is going to, ha to have a vision for your life. Let me give one example. Are you with me? I'm going to give one example for you to understand what I'm saying. Uh, may I, may I don't know if you have uh, built a house. If you have a house, maybe you have. I have built my house when I was in Brazil. I was, I was working in a company. I was manager in three companies in Brazil. And I, I, I built one house, then another house in that time when I was working, not in the ministry. And when, when you have, when you, have ha you want to, to build a house, what do you need first? You need a plan about your house. How big it will be? How many bedrooms? How many toilets? How many living rooms? Are you going to have fireplace or not? <laughs> Nowadays, I think it's not. <laughs> but you need to decide how it's going to be. Your house, everything starts with a plan. Before you start the construction, what you need? A plan. You need a plan. You need to develop a plan, and you need to have a vision. Are you with me? Don't get distracted, please. If you, if, you, if you want to have a house, what you need? A plan, and you need to have a vision of that house. Are you with me? Did you get the point? You need to see that house before it is built. You need to say, oh, how is it going to be? And some people start to imagine, wow, I'd like to have a big kitchen with a big table in the middle, or how is it going to be? Then you start with the vision. And then when you have this vision, you need to put it in a paper. Right? Are you with me? You put it in a paper. And, and you need first a vision of that house. And when you have a vision, then you put it in a paper before it exists in that land, in that place. Okay? And when you have it in a paper, the project, what happens first or after that? What happens? The builder enters, right? The builder enters and the builder comes and takes what is in the paper and make it real. Right? Are you with me? In the world of constructions, you maybe you know, the builder usually work to fulfill the wishes and desires of the owners. Right? Not the other way. The builder is not going to say, ah, I'm going to prepare a house for you this way. I'm going to put one, just one bedroom, one toilet. Then say, no. 
the builder doesn't build whatever he wants. He builds what is in the plan according with the heart and desires of the owners. Are you getting what I'm saying? You and I are builders on this earth. You and I, we are builders. God has a plan for your life. Do you believe that? God has a plan for your life, but you are not building your life based on your desires and delight. You cannot build your life in the way that you want. This is why the builder needs to be faithful to the plan that is on the paper. And, and that what is built brings pleasure to the owner. Are you a Christian? As a Christian, you don't build your life according to the desires and the standards of this world. Sorry, you cannot build your life in the way that the people are doing. That's why we must be able to recognize the voice of God and his plan for our lives. Now enter the point. You are not here to do whatever you want. You need to receive. God has a plan for your life. Do you believe that? If God has a plan, what do you need to do? To know the plan that God has for your life. Amen? Let's read Exodus 25, 40. That says, Be sure that you make everything according to the pattern I have shown you here in the mountain. Or Moses built a tabernacle according to the pattern shown in heaven. The Bible also said that Solomon built the temple according to the plan given to him by David, his father. Right? Solomon didn't build the temple in the way that he wanted but in the way of his father David gave it to him. Solomon lived and fulfilled his dad's dream. As a builder, we are living for God's plan. And you need to listen to God and go after his vision so you can have it in your mind first before you see it in your life. Did you get you need to go to God to receive the plan so that you can have it in your life. God wants to reveal it to us, but we, first, we must first have good communication as Habakkuk and hear his voice. That's why we need to position ourselves where we can hear his voice. Can you say amen? You have to position yourself to hear his voice. Let's read John 5, 19. Jesus gave them this answer. Very truly, I tell you, the son can, can do what? Nothing. The son can do nothing by himself. He can do only what? He sees his father doing. Wow. 
Even Jesus, beloved brother, this is so profound. Even Jesus did not say and he, he did not do what he wanted. But he listened to the Father to do what he did. And to speak what he spoke. This is why it's so important that all of us should be under spiritual authority. And not to do and say what we want to say. But what we listened and what we received. Did you get? Jesus didn't preach his own sermons. Did you know? Jesus didn't preach his own sermons. No. He said he did not do his own works, but what he, he saw in his father and, and what his father do and say to him. Jesus was a builder of the Father's blueprint. And we are here as Jesus Christ. Not to do our own will, sorry. Your life on earth is not, develop is not to develop your vision. It is to discover your vision from the Heavenly Father. Okay? You have to discover his voice is my vision. His voice is my vision. And my job is to be connected to him so I build according to his plan, his pattern, and his blueprint. When you build your life according to his plan, his name is glorified on earth. Your vision comes from hearing God's voice. What did I say? comes from hearing God's voice. I think I have told you, but I want to remember, or if maybe you never listen. But years ago, I lived in Brazil. And God gave me direction to move to another place. In that time, was, I was going through some hardship in my life. And uh, I was struggling with some decisions in life. And what I did, I left my house at 10 o'clock at night and went to pray in the forest. I think five or 10 kilometers from my house. And I went to pray alone because I said, Lord, I need a direction. And I went to pray. When I was there alone praying and crying, God spoke to me. It was just myself, no one around me. And it was the first time in my life that I heard God's voice. And it was an audible voice. Are you listening to me? It was the same. If, if I had one recorder, I could record what God spoke to me in that day. And in that day, God told me, that day, years ago, God told me that I would leave that town where I was living and I would go to another town, town called another city called Uberlandia. God told me. 
And he said that he would prepare me to send me to another nation. It was the first time that I heard, I listened God's voice. But in that time, God just spoke that, but I didn't know which nation, which country. Then I, st I started preparing myself because I received a word. And when we receive a word of God, that word becomes your vision. And I started to discipline myself and prepare myself for what God spoke to me. But where to go? Which country? I didn't know. Then one day, God spoke to me and gave me a vision. And in this vision, most of you have heard, and God spoke to me. I, have, I, I had to go to Ireland. And that's why Fabiana and myself, we are here living because we had a vision from God. Now the point is, how, are you with me? How can you hear the voice of God? Okay? I will give you three simple practical tips. Just, just three practical tips. If you are taking notes, please, very simple. First, to hear God's voice, you need, you need to be near God. What is the first one? To hear God's voice, you need to be near God. First, near God. Are, are you near to someone? Yeah? I can see some people are near to others. Then you need to be near to God. Second, in order to be familiar with his voice, in order to be familiar with his voice, you have to be filled with his word. Okay? How can you know that God is speaking to you? In order to be familiar with his voice, you need to be familiar with his word. Third, when you lower the noise, you will hear his voice. What did I say? When you lower the noise around you, you will listen to his voice. Blood brothers, God wrote a book. How many of you have Bible at home? Everybody has a Bible, wow. How many, how many times have you read this book from cover to cover? Don't say, I don't want to be ashamed. How many times you read this book from cover to cover, from cover to cover? <laughs> when you have a vision, you start, I want to know God. I start reading this book, eating this book, eating, reading, eating. You have to learn the Bible. You have to study the Bible. You have to memorize the Bible. Because God's voice and God's word cannot contradict. If you don't know the Bible, you are not going to know to listen to God's voice. Sorry. In order to know God's voice, we have to be near to God. Because our vision and future depend on our vision. Remember. God doesn't 
he screamed, he whispered. God doesn't scream. Maybe you scream, but God doesn't. God whispered. Why is that? Why God whispered? Because he expects those who want to hear him to be close to him. When you have someone close to you, do you need to scream? Are you with me? <laughs> when you have someone near to you, do you need to scream? Why? Because it's near to close. The Bible says in Psalm, Psalm 46, 10, says, Be still and know that I am God. Or, be still, be, be still, be quiet, and know, and you are going to know the voice of God. The problem is not, is not that God doesn't speak. He speaks. The problem, you know what he is, is the gap between us. Is the gap. Can you imagine? If I am speaking here, and there is a big gap, and I'm talking to someone on the other side. They, can, they can't hear me. Why? Big gap between us. When you are near to each other, you just say, Hi, honey, I love you. When I, when I am with my wife in our bedroom, we don't need to scream too much. <laughs> Sometimes I say, Honey, I love you. You are the home of my life. Because she's so near to me. The problem is the gap that makes it impossible for you to hear God. The last point, when we lower the noise, we can hear God's voice. Last week, Fabiana was talking to me. I was working, I was doing something on the living room. She was in the kitchen, she talked to me. And uh, the music was on, the washing machine was on, and the dryer was on. And then I was working, and then she was talking to me. And I didn't listen to her. And said, honey, I'm talking to you. Let's lower the noise. <laughs> and this, this is why that the Bible says, be still and you are know that I am powerful God. Be still. Or you need to find quietness. You need to find quietness that so you can hear his voice because his voice is your vision. If you don't listen to God, you have no vision. Young man, please look at me. Why don't you have a vision? Because you don't have quietness. You are not listening to God's voice. And why you don't have a vision? And then your life is stagnant. We need to go to his presence. And for you to find your vision, you need to find the Lord and be near to him. 
Amen? How can you, you find your vision? You need to find the Lord and near, be near to Him. God also speaks in many different ways. He can speak uh, in audible voice. But it's not the way he speaks to me every day, okay? Don't think that I have like one connected line. And every time I need it, the Lord say, Why so I am? <laughs> I, think, I think last week someone asked him, How God speaks to you? How is his voice? <laughs> I said, Why? It's very quiet. He don't shout. And then you need to be quiet in order to listen to him. But how God speaks in many ways. First, audible voice. Second, unaudible voice. If you are near, you're going to listen. Through angels, you're going to see in the Bible, God speaks through angels. I told you that years ago, one angel came to me and gave me one message. Then God speaks through angels, and you're going to see that in the Bible. God speaks through visions. God can give you a vision. I, God spoke to me that I would go to nations, but I didn't know the place. And then God gave him one vision, speaking about this country and Ireland. God speaks through the Bible. And also God used nature, nature, and circumstances. <laughs> Sometimes you go through some circumstances, and God speaks to us. I think most of you have heard when you are going through some circumstance. <laughs> also, he can use prophets, people, to speak. But, but, the main way that God speaks is through the scripture. This is why you need to study, to read, to know the Bible. If you don't know this book, sorry, you are not going to listen to God. Because you need to be familiar with this book in order for you to be connected to him. His voice is your vision. Say with me, his voice is my vision. His voice is my vision. If you have no vision, it's because... This connection is not working. And finishing Habakkuk 2 2. Habakkuk 2 2 says, Then the Lord answered to me and said, Write, write the vision and make it plan on tablets that he may run who reads it. And I want to conclude saying, Vision works. When we walk towards it. Are you with me? Vision works and we, when we walk towards the vision. God gives us a vision to give direction. To change direction and give us motivation. And you need to write down the vision. Because what the prophet said, write the vision. What is the vision that you have for our life? Yeah, this to wake you up. <laughs> Provided by the Holy Spirit. For some of you. <laughs> then you need to write down the vision. What's your vision for your future? 
What's your professional life? What's your vision for your marriage? What's your vision for your spiritual life? Write your vision for your health. Write on a paper. Because the Bible says, write on a tablet, write in a paper, on a board, on a tablet, on the bedroom's door, on a wall. It has to be written somewhere. Okay? If you go to my Bible, I have something that God spoke to me about my family. I wrote down, and I am reading every day, but it's not completed. It's a vision God gave me. I am reading. And I say, God, I trust you what you said. Write your vision. Write in your wall. But have to be written. Don't keep on your mind. Has to be physically written. You have to see hours and read your vision. You have to, to see and to read your vision. Because your vision will motivate you. How many of you had the vision to lose weight? And then he said, I am in size 12 or 18, and I want to go to size 10. Don't know. But then you... That vision motivates you. You could see you in a very nice body. <laughs> you need to have a vision. Your vision disciplines you. Then when you, start, when you went to the restaurant or someone invited you, and you saw that a lot of cakes, chocolate cake, a lot of temptation, because you have a vision, what do you do? I have a vision. I have a vision. I you are going to discipline yourself because of division. Please, you need to have a vision for your spiritual life, for your professional life, for your health, for your marriage, for your children. Let us stand up, please. Do you need a vision? But you have to write it. Don't walk, please. Because uh, I want to pray for you first. Be connected. God expects you to read. God expects. Because when you read, you're going to be motivated. Put it on a stick. Paper. In the bathroom. I used to do that. When I'm going to brush my teeth. Oh, this is my vision. And then when you go to the living room, it's there. The kitchen, the refrigerator. Every time you're going to open the refrigerator, that's my vision. If you have a vision, a plan, then the house will be built. Your dream will be fulfilled. But first, need to be in the paper. Then, the Lord is the builder, and he's going to fulfill the dreams of your heart. Amen? Close your eyes. Beloved Father, I preached this word in the better way that I could. 
But now I ask you, may your Holy Spirit awake us. I know, Lord, many people, they are living a defeated life. Lord, they have, they have no vision for their future. They have no vision, vision for their family, for their marriage, for their spiritual life. Their life are stagnant, Lord. Have mercy on these people. I pray, Lord, that we can come closer to you. Lord, I know you don't speak, Lord, or better, we don't listen to your voice because a big gap between us. Or because there are a lot of noise that we need to lower, to take out this noise in order to hear you, Lord. Because you have said that you are near to those who have a humble heart and that loves you. And Lord, I, I pray for every person. Give us a good heart, a passionate heart for you, Lord. Forgive us, Lord, because we are so away from you. There is a big gap between us, Lord. Lord, we want to be near to you. We want to have a prayer life. We want to seek you with our heart. Because you are God who speaks, Lord. And I pray, speak to everyone's hearts, Lord. Help us to go near to you. And we can receive a vision, Lord. Not to do our will. But to do as Solomon, Lord, that he fulfilled the desires of his father. We are here not to fulfill our own desires. There is a plan for my life. There is a plan, great plan for everyone here, Lord, that are listening to me. I pray that you can bless all of them that are listening to me in this church, on the internet. I pray, Lord, they can receive a word from you, a vision for their future, and they can discipline themselves, Lord, in order to obey you and to build your plan, Lord. And also help us as a church to grow, Lord, under this vision that you have given us in this town, in this nation. In Jesus' name we pray and I bless all of you and I declare the Holy Spirit will guide you. May the love of God, the presence of the Holy Spirit be with you all. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And everybody say, Amen. Glory to God.